got some stuff, but um, let's just see how it goes. Your let's voice. just roll with it. Oh, um, I thought my voice was going to be bad. Uh, I'm cooked. <laughs> I'm going to have a break. I'm going to go um, cough. Hang on. Yeah. He was doing. Oh, God. Content catch. Friends and enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Social Life Legends Volume 2. Welcome back to Episode 8 of the Content Catch-Up. You are listening to the smooth, smooth toads of um, Julian Wallace. I'm going to make it. Um, friends and enemies, we missed you last week, but it was bloody beautiful weather last week. And I know we'd hate the weather chat, but fucking 30 degrees on a Saturday and Sunday. There was no way we were sitting in front of a computer and recording a podcast was there, Marks. Well, no, but listening to your voice, maybe we should have because you don't <laughs> sound well. I was in Canberra, actually, so I was enjoying yeah. the sun rays in Canberra. I avoided getting sunburned, though, which is nice. But um, that's, that's very good for you. Yeah, yeah, but how are you, Jules? What, what have you been? We've got two weeks to catch up on almost. So we, um, it's been a big, big weekend of um, events, uh, Social Life Legends. So Friday we had our department Christmas party. Um, <laughs> So we had a little bit of a, a theme. Barks was a, a groovy granny. He, groovy he did granny. well in um, a bit, bit of a knock on Elise because he just wore all of her clothes. So I don't know what he's saying there. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's a bit of like <laughs> these days fashion. that like, I think those things in isolation might look a bit... Uh, no, the other way it might look cool, but wearing them together is a bit daggy. So yeah. it, it worked. It worked. Um, so we did a bit of lawn bowls and then we went to Alchemy Brewing. Hang on, don't skip over your outfit. You oh, were yeah, rocking a very good outfit and you were feeling yourself. You were, you, was, pro- I, you loved it. Mate, I was strutting about. I really committed to, to the character. I, I became even more of a wanker if that's possible. <laughs> Tell the listeners what you were. So mine was um, swinging 70s or something like that or groovy 70s, I don't know. Like but a rock star, I don't rock, know what, yeah. Don't know how it so fitted in, to be honest. I was sitting here on um, Monday, and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go out and rent a costume or something. Like, don't really want to go Saturday night fever. Um, and just then, so happened that like a bit of ACDC popped up on my Spotify, which is rare because I don't listen to them that much mm-hmm. anymore. But then I was like, fuck it, Bon Scott was a '70s icon, and all he do- did was wore, wear like torn off shirts, like. Yeah really skinny jeans and big shoes and i'm like ah oh, fuck it that's where i'm going P- you rocked it well. a, you rocked out it well. a, pa- a pair of the tightest jeans that i own yes um, they were skin tight and um had a bit of had the gun shows going um a bit of aviator action <laughs> and i just storming around with this big um like suitcase that i have as well and it's like rock star on tour just throwing it everywhere it was, it's a fucking miracle I, I made it back you were up there with best on dressed and probably in the night. I left pretty early, but I'd, I'd say you're up yeah. there. But I'd, maybe that's the result of your voice that the jeans were too tight. I don't well, want to get too w- personal. But. <laughs> it hasn't gone up a pitch, but no, it was um, definitely the karaoke that we did. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. <laughs> oh, it was you're definitely doing the karaoke. Well. And um, I've also upgraded my aviators for these. Oh, I don't who's know those? where they come Hades from. or something? No, I don't know, but. Someone in your might group. Be Bex. I don't know. But like they're mine now. Um, Bex, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've traded the aviators for a pair of Love Heart sunglasses. So it's it's a good night. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a good wear week. Them, wear them on the rest of the pod. It was a good week. Um, <laughs> before that, 
Well, oh, we had a big draft week, didn't we? Um, probably not mm. too much to touch on. Actually, a bit of my content relates to it, but draft week. Um, is there anything else we missed that the uh, in listeners might forget about our lives or missed out on our lives? Oh, we, well, I think we're going to touch on this later, but we had fixture release as well this oh, week yeah. for the AFL. Um, there's a preview egg. Oh, oh, there's there's a lot of eggs going on in the AFL. We, we'll get to that after, but no, I don't think too much. It, Draft is well. I think we talk about it every year. It's one of those bloody weird times of the year, isn't it? Like you just end up preparing yeah. so much content for very little output. <laughs> yeah, like, there's just, so much preparation for just like yeah. okay, that was cool. Another another highlight. Another yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do, but some teams did it well. Oh, sorry. There's one thing we haven't spoken about. I met um, Edwin Smith, the social sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh. denied it. Yeah. Oh, how was he? Uh, he's actually nice and human. Um, yeah, nice. And I noticed person. the word "actually" in there. Yeah, he's a prick on the internet, but he's a really nice guy. <laughs> no, he, he, I assumed he would have been, but that's great. Yeah. Um, nice little coffee date, wasn't it? Yes, um, I actually met him and his better half. Went for a little coffee, um, and uh, Tom Robertson, ex Collingwood social media manager, was there as well. So it was a good little, um, good little catch up and chat. To be honest, oh, nice. it was, it's it's nice. Um, I think that's one of my favourite things about this is like the people you meet and then forming a few relationships that you can say, oh, we're not just we're industry friends, but we're also could catch up for a coffee or a drink and and carry a conversation like normal humans. Yeah, no, it is nice. Yeah. And it's bringing true to our content catch up name. You caught yes. up about caught content. up. In, I didn't in explain con- that, did I? <laughs> um, no, but it was good. So thanks, Edwin, for the the time. Um, I haven't got much else. Do you have much else on your week? I don't think so. I, I feel like we should have. We, maybe our lives are just a bit boring. But no, um, draft week fixture. You know what I find funny about the fixture every every year though is there's a whole lot of fuss about. In my books, not a lot. Like it's mm. so secrecy and private. It's like who gives a shit whose teams are playing. Like I, I'm that t- sort of fan. I'm like, does it? Re- I know it matters technically if you really want to look at it with a footy lens on but i just find it funny how like there's so much attention around it i just can't wait to rip into this later when we hit the eggs yeah the good the preview i'm so um, ready yeah <laughs> bored ready uh yeah, well, let's get into my content then shall we jules um good segue to from our little chat about the draft um and Spotify wrapped, everybody knows that everybody is a fan of it. Um, and just on it, I think Spotify wrapped just as an idea, well, bloody done to whoever mm. first thought of that because that's something I actually saw a funny tweet um, during the week. I think Elise might have actually shown me that um, it was said something like Spotify wrapped is the only platform that is nailed using all our private data and everybody <laughs> yeah. celebrates it. Yep. It's just funny. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. But, um, Quick on from the pies, they used all their draft graphics. Every every draftee they uh, selected in the draft, they did a nice little Spotify wrapped um, graphic. And I just thought it was clever because they called it Spot iPie wrap, Spot Spot iPie wrapped. Just clever. Mm. I'm a fan of the puns, clean graphic, and it's sort of bringing a bit of energy to something that's probably a bit um, stock standard, I reckon. So I, I really enjoyed this as well. <coughs> I think. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, you, I'll carry the show with this voice. Um, 
just like I carried fucking Benji's the other night, mate. It was dead until <laughs> I got there. Um, anyway, I think I, I really like this. I think it's it's different and it's very timely given it was Spotify wrapped um, coming, into, coming into the same time as the draft. I think my only criticism of it is that – and I'm even 50-50 on this one. I would love to see it feel a little bit more Collingwood, like – it's, colors, yeah. Yeah, colors-wise. And I know that's hard because they've got black and white, but I think even just a little bit more black and white through it um, would make it feel that. However, I mean, this opens up another um, point of discussion. Like, do your social graphics <laughs> need to be the same as your, like, brand guidelines or can you can you go a bit left of center? No, I think... I think I have to align. Like, I think you're right. Mm. Like, this does feel, if we're going to be critical, probably feels more like a league sort of thing. Yeah. Judging by the random colours. But that's a part of the challenge we spoke to. Was it, I'm going to get Ben Lawson or Ben Corson on. But he talked Lawson, about how yeah. Lawson with the Essendon colours, how you really just wanted to use the red and the black. But sometimes you just want to throw a bit of green in there. And this is what they've done. And Jules has gone, wang. No, I'm not having <laughs> that. That's not Collingwood. I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I, I think it's creative. I actually really like it. I just, I'm as always. You, we want to know how we would do it differently or what we could do differently. Yeah. I think that's perhaps what I would do slightly differently. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, good point. But uh, overall, I thought Collingwood um, did a pretty cool job with this. Yeah. Um, second piece of content doesn't need a share screen, but it's it's a shout out to you, Jill. So <laughs> listeners, I purposely left this out now. Catch up from the last couple of weeks, but Jules um, organized for the team at Carlton, the digital team at Carlton for none other than Andy Lee to pop by and give us a bit of a, it was like a, just an informal chat almost. Um, and I just wanted to give you an early boss, but I thought we'd just quickly talk about some of our favorite things. Mm. Cause I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool to be able to do. And we're pretty lucky that yourself got that. Oh, I'm choking. Yourself oh, got God. that. Got us that opportunity. Um, so off the top, I've got a couple of points that I'll say are my favorite. But did you have? I'll put you on the spot. Um, did yeah. you have any overarching favorite things to take from the chat? Um, yeah, I think there was there was a couple. The first one was the idea way of thinking. Um, so with that, uh, it's like oh, I'm going to forget the actual breakdown of the the acronym. I don't know if you remember it, but so it's like innovation delegation anyway that you break idea up into four i can't remember off the top of my head i've got someone in my notes um but it's basically in any idea that you have you you have phases of that idea and not everyone needs to be along for the entire point uh, entire journey like you can come in at the start have the big creative idea and then only pick it up again in the evaluation stage where like you actually think about the idea and in the middle there's like people working out the logistics of it, whether it's actually possible cost, then you evaluate it and then you action it. So like if your strength isn't in the like formulation or the start bit, you can come in later where you have to work out the logistics and vice versa. If you're not in the, your strength isn't in coming up with an idea, it's in the actual logistics of it that you can come in there, but it's still, shows that people can be creative at any phase of the journey. I think that was what it kind of got to. Like you can be included at any point. Um, And I think the other one he said that really 
stuck out, stuck to me um, or stuck with me is don't throw out an idea. Like just keep yeah. it somewhere because you no never know. Is a bad yeah. Idea. yeah. And it's very cliche to say, but he's like, we have, we have these, <laughs> the cat racing idea. He's like, <laughs> oh, everyone does like greyhound racing. We want to do like cat racing. And every time Hamish and I go to um, a pitch, we always pitch this cat racing idea because <laughs> we're like, we really it. want to do it. It's like, but we're going to keep pitching it because we believe in it and we believe it's a good thing. And I'm like, that's a, that's a good point because you never know when, a good idea is going to be called upon. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that idea, what do you want to call it? Yeah, how it goes, IDEA with actual meanings. Yeah. I think it's such a easy thing to say, play to your strengths and weaknesses, but it's just sort of accepting and embracing that each team member has um, either a weakness or a stage of the idea process where they don't really want to be that involved in, but then there is that opposite part of it where they can really nail in and take their full strengths into it might be the evaluation stage, as you said. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. No, I really liked that uh, he said that himself and Hamish uh, are having the most fun um, right now as opposed to mm. when they were starting up because I thought maybe the excitement when they weren't established might be more fun than it is now, but I thought it was really cool to hear that it all comes back down to fun and they're having the most fun right now. And then the other thing that I really like. I, I really like that he doesn't, um, this sounds funny, but he doesn't like to mimic anybody. So as soon mm. as anybody in his team says, oh, that reminds me of da-da-da, he'll can it. And which yeah. contradicts what you just said about, he did say no idea is a bad idea, but as soon as it reminds him of something else, they change it. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that's a really cool point as well. Like um, they want to be, unique like as unique as possible so if they are yeah if it does seem like something else that someone has done they'll just go no we're not doing this we're not building upon it um the other the other fun one just to finish up on this is how um every four years they spend six months apart and they don't talk to each other or something like that fuck yeah that was great good and And, and, uh, yeah sorry you go no, I was going to say, you can understand why. Like you spend so yeah. much time, so, so many hours doing sort of creative stuff together and you just wear each other out. Oh, yeah. It's like us. We have we spend a week together and we have to take three off. Yeah. <laughs> There's a free good series of podcast episodes. <laughs> that's, that's the reason. But six months is a fair time to go without your yeah. best friend. Like that's pretty cool. Well, they said, he said they still talk, but like not like they try not to because it always ends up being work and they just want yeah. like not to be, yeah. Which is which is fun. Um, it's fun. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we could actually make that happen. Like it, it again. This is the fun thing about working in sport. Like Andy Lee is a massive Carlton supporter. Mm. So really, you talk about me organising something, but I really didn't do anything. I just sent out a message, and it just so happened that he wanted to come in. So yeah, it worked and, out well. And you know what I really liked about him and how he handled it was he asked us questions, and they mm. they weren't just complicated questions. I think he literally asked about stuff like. Um, why he sees us and some teams putting a photo in front of a video for a slider, like just yeah. real detailed things from like a fan's perspective. Like he's just yeah. generally curious. I think that's the other good part of any good creative is that you're just always curious as to what's happening and you don't, yeah, um, yeah, you don't buy into the fact that you're better or worse than anyone else. You just got to be more curious. Yeah, absolutely. But a bit of a boss to you, so thanks for organising. That's all right. Um, I am the boss, so I'll bring out the organisational chart if you like. No, don't um, do that. 
<laughs> so this this part of my segment, uh, we actually had Sports Design Oz, which is uh, Reese and Cassandra, reach out to us um, and ask us to pull together a list of our favourite Australian designers. Um, and if you haven't checked out Sports Design Australia, go go do yourself a favour. They're actually a really cool um, service or, or company which essentially takes a lot of freelance designers from around the country and match them with work um, within different sporting clubs. Um, so if you if you need something bespoke or you're looking for a little bit of extra support in the design field or want something different, you can actually go to them and they'll match you with someone that, um, yeah, can service you basically. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a really cool idea. Um, talk about like making the most of our networks. That's, that's a really cool space to be in. But anyway, I'm waffling. So, Barks... I've done some homework and I've pulled together my top five at the moment or my top five all-time favourite Australian designers Wow! from my perspective. That's huge. So in no particular order though because I, I oh, can't. Oh, that's boring. I can't split <laughs> nah. them. I'm going to go start with one we all know, friend of the show, uh, Lee Olsen. Yes. Shift refresh. Um. I don't know if I need to share screen here. I'll, I'll do it because I've got it. I've got Why everyone's not? examples kind of built in. Um, so Lee Olsen, Shift Refresh, he's just been doing it for, he's been doing it all day. He's been doing it for years. <laughs> um, just an unreal illustrated designer who really, I don't know, put Australian designers on the map. I feel like he just, he's just an unreal talent. Um, he's just he's just got his own look as well. We said this when yeah. we talked to him, but like the, my favorite thing about it is you know when something's done by Lee Olsen, like the Geelong yeah. stuff. You know, I didn't even know when I first saw that from Geelong, like all those years ago, that he was doing work with them. And then I'm like, ah, oh, that's Lee Olsen. It's got to be him, yeah. So obviously big in the basketball space, but um, has started to do a lot more. Oh, look, there we are. Um, has started <laughs> to do a lot more in the Australian space as well. Um, and from all reports, is an absolute legend to work with as well. Like very accommodating, very um, happy to meet your needs and, and whatnot and help you get to what you wanted to achieve. But like I can't go past him. One of my favourites, um, very unique, very cool. Lee Olsen is definitely on my list. Number two. Do these people get a prize or something for being on your list, Jules? No, nah, they just get the the knowledge that they I think about them sometimes. Um, That's cool. <laughs> this one I stumbled across in my research and I hadn't – didn't haven't really heard a Jane before, but Jane Mortimer, who's the graphic designer at the Parramatta Eels. Parramatta Eels have some amazing colours to work with. They got blue, that like really nice blue and, and yellow. Yeah, but talk about like epic graphics. Like these mm. are real polished, like real big, big Look at movie posters. Yeah, um, but just like the finishes on some of them and stuff like that. Like it's just. It's really there's a lot mm. of elements, a lot of fun. Nothing really looks. It's like it's done in the same way. Um, they've obviously dipped into like certain other things, like this one for um, yeah, sure so, so, yeah, it's so much fun. Um, but like a very unique style, like very grand, I think. But mm. just I haven't seen their work either. But that looks very yeah, unreal. Yeah, so I think really fun design as well. Like, um, yeah, I, again, just like visually very appealing and really stands out in terms of like when you're scrolling through the feed yeah. of of what you see. 
it's something that would make you stop, which I think yeah, is the key to way. graphics. Yeah. Um, so that's two. Next one, let's jump into Vit. So Vit used to be the graphic designer at Carlton and is now at Melbourne Victory. Um, I just love the consistency that is brought upon, but in a very it's particular clean, style. Yeah. Like the the shape work, working with different cuts of images, not your standard kind of thing either. Like, I don't know. It's just a very unique. I but, really like this. Do you, yeah. do you have a preference, like just really quickly, of the two? So the real simple isolated uh, negative space verse. Uh, sorry, I forgot it. Her name already, Vit. but the no, the um, the oh, Jane, just, Jane, Jane versus yep. that movie poster, a bit more cluttered, a bit more going on. Like, do you personally like one more? I I love textured stuff, so like, I really love all the different elements that go into this, and I find it personally, I find it more visually appealing. I don't know, yeah. Um, so, is that what are your more, thoughts? Yeah, I, I think, I think more of uh, this. This yeah. one, the, the more clean, because I think I've seen too much of the movie style cluttered. Like, and that's not to say how impressive some, like the pieces are still, still are, but I think I'm drawn to a difference. Yeah, I, I agree. I think like for me, yeah, I just love the, the purpose that some of these photos have been taken with clearly knowing that like you're going to be using it for something completely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's a good example of, getting the photos you want early so you can work with them later. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's – I think Vit does an amazing job. Very talented designer. Yeah. Um, sure. Number four, Courtney Wilson, former AFL um, lead designer. Nothing too crazy. Like, again, it's very big graphics, but – I feel like Courtney did a really good job of setting the tone in the AFL for like pushing design and, and design element from the league perspective anyway. Like yeah. clubs had started doing it, but the AFL as a as a league probably like hadn't nailed it properly. Um, and I think she came in and really set the tone of like, no, nah, we're the league, we can – we can do stuff like this as well. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a big, they've got a big presence now of like each yeah. sort of significant post has this really nice, even like milestone games has this real nice graphic. Yeah, even their um, score graphics, I'm pretty sure, and I don't want to speak out of term, but she was the one that brought back the like old school team icons, like oh, mascots yeah. to use, like just yeah. fun elements like that. Um, I think now at... TLA or one of the agencies. Um, but, yeah, a really talented designer there. Um, my last one, I don't think Ben's actually got a, a personal design Instagram. Oh. If he does, tough luck. I can't be bothered finding it. Fuck you, Ben. But Ben Lawson <laughs> from Essendon um, rounding out my top five. If We've spoken to death about Essendon's graphics, but they very rarely miss. And for a two-color club, they, yeah. they do so well of, like, staying on brand but being off brand yeah. as well um, and really pushes. I think every designer in the AFL probably look at this and then and go like, oh, this is the, the standard of what we want to do. 
Yeah, I agree. I think Essendon, I don't know if we talked about this maybe in our last episode of the last season, but Essendon were up there with my favourite mm. graphic designers in the club land. But good list, Jules. Uh, well I, done. I've also got um, a couple that didn't make the list uh, just quickly. So I want to shout out um, Gold Coast Suns designer because a few years ago, the Gold Coast Sun had no direction with their graphics, like zero. It was just like, let's put a beach on everything. Right. And they've really, yeah. <laughs> um, they've really turned turned the corner and from their content perspective, from their design perspective, from their everything, I feel like they're, they're really on the up. And it's a credit to the, the team there to, to really transform that and bring it in a really strong direction. Um, yeah. And my last one, I couldn't put them in the top five, but – Carlton designers. I think they're two of my favorite or a couple Rank of my them. favorites. <laughs> oh, two of your favorites. Who's the third one left out? <laughs> Let's hear it. I heard that. Sleep of the tongue. I don't no, think so. I'd, I'd say, um, nah, Ash, sleep in me. Okay. A really good job. Um, and was that, that in order? Just to, just the way you said that was that in order? Nah, I'm not going to rank them because they could be, <laughs> uh, they could, they come a HR issue if we, if we go down that path. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think, in in all seriousness, we're we're really lucky. Carlton has some really cool designers. Um, yeah, but they don't make my top five because that's bias. No, I like that. I think that's a fair rule. Hey, speaking of Gold Coast, let's quickly shout out to our um, former guest Jenna. Have you seen the mm. ridiculous amount of K's she did in for Movember? Fucked. <laughs> yeah, saw in her yeah. story. Like I can't give you the the amount she did, but five hundred. Yeah, was it? Like I was gonna say, I saw the or something. That's like ridiculous. That, yeah. And she does it. For, I think she does it. It's a, a cause close to home. I think for her. So I think it's it's really important. Yeah. But I saw that pop up on a story. I'm like, that's outrageous. Like incredible. Yeah. Well done. And like, yeah. I think a few of them at Gold Coast get behind it. It seems like a fun place to work. Maybe we should go on tour. Uh, not with my skin complexion, <laughs> Julian. But uh, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, you are. Let's get. Yeah. Let's get onto some brekkie. On oh, sort yeah. of breakfast eggs. Eggs of the Crack week. It. Egg of the week. Crack it open. Um. Oh shit! I just forgot our host name. Crack it open. Who is he? What's our What's our voiceover man? Oh, uh, you haven't have you, Pete? Pete, sorry, Pete. We haven't talked oh, about Pete geez. in a while. It's been a while. Pete has um, yeah, been put on the back burner, hasn't he? Sorry, Pete. Uh, <laughs> so we've got a couple jewels. Um, do you just want to go down? Oh, we'll start. We'll start at the top. Um, yeah. and Casey sent one in, which I thought was quite funny. So click on that link, please. I get my shit screen back. Oh, this one. Love this. Yep. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. So just a simple Instagram, um, name from Volkswagen in Italy and it's Volkswagen Italia. So, <laughs> but then when you read it, it's actually Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen Genitalia, which is just. <laughs> A very childish, funny <laughs> name, right? So good that's, egg. It's a bit silly, isn't genitalia. It? Bit silly. I can't believe you said genitalia on this program. Oh, it's better than clitoris. Oh, you just said it again. <laughs> oh, I've got a brand. Uh, this one's funny. Um, this someone messes up like a, this is an NFL vision. Sorry, listen. So in the middle of a game, NFL. What's their scrum called? I don't know what their scrum called, Jewel. Uh, the scrimmage, line of scrimmage. scrimmage. Um, one of their players clearly stuffs up, and then the other player, his teammate, comes up behind him, uh, whacks him, and then the second teammate 
full on smacks him over the helmet. I'm just like, well, it's a funny way to treat your teammate, but small little egg. I'm I'm purposely going for these at a pace. That's a massive hit. Full on smacks him. Needs to be on concussion protocols after that. Might want to be. Um, what do I have next? Oh, this is funny from Qatar and soccer. This is just funny to me. How many photographers, this is going to be a real visual example, so I apologize if you're on audio only, but there's probably around, I don't know, 100 or close to 100, I reckon, photographers in one spot taking the photo of, I don't know what team's lining up, but I just find it funny, Jules, because like at what point do you just admit that everyone's photo is going to be the same? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God. It's all for Ronaldo. It's all, yeah. I, I get you all want it, and every photographer there is for a different, uh, media source or whatever, but it's just ridiculous. Like you're yeah. all in the same spot. You're getting the same shot. Like just share the photo. <laughs> yeah. Except these guys on this side have decided to turn it out. Yeah, true. Uh, maybe I love these pong. guys down the bottom who aren't even looking through the lens of their camera. They're just like free balling it. Take it in. I'm all <laughs> yeah. for it. Take oh, the moment. Oh, what's this one with the red hair? What are they taking a photo? <laughs> They're pointing <laughs> in the complete Side opposite track. direction. <laughs> Got um, distracted. And then our uh, probably maybe the best or worst uh, for last oh, year. So, so we talked about the fixture. Um, I'm sure it's fine to, yeah, to tell it how it actually is. So basically, the AFL gives us a time that we can all go out with a fixture release, and it was meant to be early Sunday morning, but um, the age decided to by accident, or maybe we can talk mm. it further. Maybe tactical to get a few mm. clicks, Jules. I don't know, but they went early Saturday night, so last night. Um, just giving them an egg for whoever did that because it basically meant that the AFL sent out an urgent email saying, everyone, you're free to go. So everybody on the Saturday nights, drop what they're doing, go with your fixtures. You're an egg. I I see this and I think the age is an egg, but I think the AFL is actually the egg in this situation. For the original time? For these fucking 6 a.m. fixture releases, like – Pull your heads out of your asses and think about the workers for one one second. I think like this is, this is actually like I'm genuinely mad about this because I'm so sick of these like six a.m. releases because they it works well for like the newspapers or whatever, but they don't stop and think about like the people that have got to put their lives on hold again after working 40 weekends of the year covering three seasons to get up at 6am on a Sunday and push out content. Like, and yes, you can schedule it, don't get me wrong, but you run a risk because they've changed the fixture release time so often that you're almost better off getting up and doing it. And it just pisses me off so much. So I'm so happy that the age went on Saturday night. I'm so happy. Yeah, it actually worked out well, didn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I think it's completely valid and we might need to play our season one disclaimer that you recorded for us. These <laughs> views are not representative of the Carlton Football Club. No, they're definitely not representative of the Carlton Football Club. They're definitely just my personal opinions. But I honestly, I feel like I'm at the point where I would love to get the AFL, whoever makes this decision, and just sit them down and <laughs> be like, one. why? Why are you doing this to us? Yeah, and it just doesn't make sense for a consumption point of view too. Like if you've got – let's like to think that – um clubs have something cool to go with their fixture release. Mm. But if you've got a launch set at 6, 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning, you're probably like, okay, who's actually seeing this? Well, that's what we spoke about in in our planning. It's probably a a bit of a good insight. It's like we had a a great fixture video that you put together um, and we're like, well, what's the point of 
releasing that at 6am on a Sunday. Like no one's going to watch it. Yeah, it's a waste. So we, and I know like times don't matter as much in social anymore, but still like you you make something, you want to give it the best opportunity to to get as many eyeballs on it as possible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just. No, it's a, it's a good little insight to behind the scenes as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, but I'll let them my eggs. You got anything to add? No, nah, I just um, I my 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 addition was like reversing it and saying um, AFL is the egg, age is the boss. Oh for yeah, me. nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that's that is it, that's a good segue as usual to our next segment. Boss of the week, yeah. Boss of the week, boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss of the week. What do you got, Barks? You got says you've got one written down. Yeah, just a bit of secrecy here for myself. Um, I already bossed you for getting any lean, but um, flip, the t- <laughs> flip the table. Um, I've got myself twice. <laughs> so, big week for me. Um, yeah, I let's, let's, <laughs> no, humility. Um, <laughs> just giving myself a shout out where it's deserved. So, Jules, I've won Tats Lotto three of the last five weeks. You've won? Yeah. They've How been much? in the last, last division around $8 every time, but. <laughs> I mean, that's it, pretty good though. Three of the last five weeks. Oh god, twenty-four bucks. How much have you spent? No, nah, Dad hasn't given to me yet, so it, it's uh, adding up. But it's not pocket money. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe put it in a long-term investment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other one. So, uh, I guess it's a bit of a boss as well. Um, no, this was a good day. So last week we had on Thursday there was this twenty twenty-three planning day that the content team does a Carlton every day, but Every, Every year, sorry. <laughs> Every day. Bloody <laughs> hell, it's tiring. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's basically an opportunity to reflect on the year and then also discuss um, what we want to do the next year when we get back from the Christmas break. But the reason I'm bossing myself, Jules, is because I had the dentist that morning. <laughs> I had to get two fillings. Um, and the dentist goes, oh, what are you up to today? You're working from home? I'm like, yeah, working from home in the morning, but then I've got a meeting at 2 p.m. And she's like, oh, is it important? Because you'll be like, your mouth will probably still be numb. So I don't, I hope you don't <laughs> have to talk a lot. And then um, what does the legend do? I just said, don't worry about the, the oh, let's do no <laughs> numb. Just do it without. She's like, what's your pain tolerance like? And I'm like, oh, it's usually pretty good. So don't worry about it. No, so no, no painkillers. No painkillers, just go on through it because I'm committed to be involved in your organised content day, Jules. So, did did it hurt? Uh, there were a few moments where I, uh, it wasn't too bad, but there were a few moments yeah. where I was like, "Yeah, okay, this isn't pleasant, but <laughs> it's worth it. Worth it for content." Oof, that's that is a boss. I was wondering where you're going. I thought you were just going to say you went to the dentist in the morning and came to work. <laughs> nah, like, yeah, storytelling. Like <laughs> yeah, no, storytelling. Boss of the yeah. boss of the year, I reckon. I don't reckon boss of the year. We're not going okay. that far. Well, you can match me. You can match me. What have you got? <laughs> um, I've got a couple. Um, I think a lot of you would have seen this during the week. Um, I'll just refresh it so it starts from the start. Um, Steph Curry trolling the entire oh, NBA yeah. with his like his made shots, um, which just ended up being some really good editing. And this like, is amazing. Yeah. Um, so for those just listening, it's the Steph Curry just like apparently making shots over his shoulder while he's talking to the camera. But in reality, I think he made maybe one shot and they've just like done all this after effects post stuff where he's just like, they put a different head on his body. They're just looping the footage of him, like yeah, getting the ball in or whatnot. It's actually very impressive editing. 
more than anything else. Um, yeah. But credit that, to Steph Curry. Yeah, that if you want to further your boss, that first person they've tagged, that Ari person. Yeah. I believe he's the person to, I don't know if Sports Illustrated or someone hires this guy and he's done a lot of these type of videos. There's a Tom Brady one. There's another oh, yeah. Steph one where he like, it's almost like he specializes in these viral videos that are, are fake, but they get people yep. asking whether they're fake or not. So it's, it's oh, really cool. That's right. This one, I remember this one from Tom Brady where he like throws it back into the, um, yeah, the thing that spits yeah. out the ball. Or it's yeah. Called. So like he's, he's clearly just, it's actually really cool from like our sort of industry perspective. Like he's identified an area that you can make videos go viral and yeah. people uh, wonder if it's real or not. And he's just sort of looked into how to do that and make it crisp as possible. Yeah. A lot of fun. Good on you, Ari. Yeah. Um, on you, Ari. And my next one is speaking of fixture stuff, I love this from the Carolina Hurricanes in their NHL. So they clearly got a fixture which put one of their games at 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night. <laughs> so they sent out this tweet that said, which is the hardest for you to say, number one, I love you. Number two, I was wrong. Number three, I need help. Number four, I love 10 p.m. Tuesday games. And number five, I'm sorry. <laughs> so just acknowledging that like it's an absolute shit time for a game and just like feeding into that. The caption and then they've got a few like memes on the back of it. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just great. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I think poking fun at something that you can't control and putting yourself in the same boat as the um the supporter like, yeah i feel just, like makes you so much more human yeah sorry yeah no no that's a good i was gonna say it just and and the subtle things that make people relate to it like mm. every normal day human a lot of us drink coffee need coffee their caption is send coffee mm. and like it's like it's that whole reactionary thing for content rather than like planning out this amazing let's say for this example fixture launch but they've just gone full meme post the tweet yep. mock the situation and that's probably going to get Probably more engagement than a real planned yeah. out fixture release, which is ironic and annoying. But <laughs> I just love shifting the, of the blame. I think it's just like you, yeah. we clearly don't control the flip fixture. It's not like we put in to to get a um, a ten pm game or whatever it is. But yeah, that's uh, that's my bosses. Nice, Jules. What do you got? All right. Con- what controversial? Sorry, con- content-troversial call this week. Um, we've got a few, and a few external ones, actually, which is very exciting. But <clears throat> I'll start us off with this draft week theme. I want to see if you agree with me. You know how draft boards in NBA, NFL, AFL, whatever, um, they compare the draftees to big players, so like players like Scott Penderby rather than players like some unknown person who's not big some people really hate this but i love that the draft boards compare draftees to big name players and that is my call i agree i agree it's boring sorry no but i i think you need to know what type of player you're getting i like it yeah and that's why i like it yeah i would argue that it doesn't put pressure on someone i think it just like who is this player like you can read fucking stats on anything but you really just want to know who you're getting yeah well it's also smart marketing as well like how Mm. you want fan teams fan bases to be excited you're not going to name some player that barely gets played um okay that was boring (laughs) um jess smith um you want me to keep going yeah keep going 
Okay, so Jess Smith, I've forgotten what her actual title is these days, but she's one of my favorite people to follow, and I think yours too. Um, mm. We'll just call the social, I don't know, like sports, social media wizard. Like she's just, I don't know, she's really insightful, has had a few roles around the industry, I think. But um, I've taken a tweet from her, and I'm calling it her content controversial call. Um, mm. It's about spending energy on covering game days. So her call Games present a huge opportunity, but who is doing it differently? And mm. basically her point to this in these series of tweets is um, that it's, I think she thinks that we all get caught up in the rinse and repeat of um, the game day coverage. And I think I agree with her. Like, I think there's a lot of effort to go into basically the similar things that everyone's doing. And she's sort of saying, who's doing it differently? And should we put our energy elsewhere? Mm. What do you think? Oh, he's not sure. He's I not liked, sure. I'd like to think I agree in theory, but I think I disagree in practice. Practice, yeah. I... I... <laughs> I, I'm a, okay. Let, let's start this. Off. I'm I'm a big fan of thinking like game day should be treated completely different. Like I agree. Like we put the same shit up every week, and I hate that. However, we hate it because we watch it every week, every day, everything. And I think the fans still enjoy seeing some of the things that we see so regularly and take for granted, and. It's bloody hard when you're capturing the same thing every week. Like the players do the same thing every fucking week. The game is about the same every week. Of course, like it's not going to be too different each week. Like I wish that we could come out and say like, oh, you know, this week we're going to really do something different and change it up. But really there's like five different things you can do on a game day. You can have like a player takeover. You can have a fan takeover. You can do a follow on one player only. You can cover like what the fans want to see. Like you put a question up or I, I don't even know what the fifth one is. Like there's, or you can yeah. just do a standard, like this is what's happening. But maybe that's her point. Maybe that's her point that we, or part of her point that we, it's only a certain amount of things you can really do. So just stop doing some of them. Like put mm. your time elsewhere and, and put your time in. I think she had a quote about like, uh, she generally believes most sports teams would benefit if their social and content teams had permission to focus less on the things that they think they have to do and more on the things they want to do. So the game day coverage, if you just dialed it back a bit, because in reality the game is the real mm. guess, main prize of the day and then maybe you had more energy for stuff elsewhere. But I just thought it was a interesting no, point. It's an interesting point of discussion. I'm going to say I don't fully disagree, but I don't completely agree. Okay, that might go against the rules of the controversial call, but I'll look mm. it up. And um, this one's going to be your favourite one to talk about, isn't it? Well, I just think this was actually in response to Jess. So someone's quoted Jess's tweet and saying, hot take, I don't like live tweeting events. I think it's also pointless. Those posts never do any engagement. Also, posting event updates to Instagram and Facebook is worthless when the feeds are algorithmic. Um, I agree. I agree. Because I, you do agree. Yep. Yeah. Well, so 
I I feel like this is one of the first things we've talked about. In fact, I think it was the Phoenix Suns live tweeting was the first thing I ever talked about on this mm. this podcast. I'm going to put that down, but it's just boring to me. Yeah, I hate play by play tweeting. I think if you're going to do it, you need to do something like really unique. And yeah. again, that 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 comes down to what is the unique thing, and I, like I don't know, but um, we have a website, we have an app, we have like so many different places you can get a live score. I don't think you need anyone is necessarily going to Twitter to see the latest. Well, I've never gone to a club's actual Twitter to find out what's happening in a game. I have several times, like if you want context of something that's happened, but often you don't get that anyway. Like if there's been an injury or something, I like to know what's happened and sometimes Twitter is the place, but that's not saying you can't do that within your game day coverage on Twitter. Like, But don't you think external like journos or people like that, I think they provide more of that insight. Yes, but then you've got to follow, you've got to find See the journalist. Yeah, yeah. Like whereas if I feel like important updates like that still have a place, like the club will will say, you know, whatever. And sometimes it's fun reading into the threads of like what people are saying on the back of it. And yeah. That I don't mind. But, I mean, we had this discussion the other day in our planning session as to whether we post full-time graphics anymore. And my yeah. opinion is not, but like... Well, it came back to the engagement of it, didn't it? Yeah, it did come back to the engagement of it. Um, well, I, th- I think it, I think there's still um, room for live tweeting, but it's really, I think we, me and you both agree on this, but it's really like the um, Harry Mackay kicks the goal, scores and now da-da-da. Mm. Like they're the tweets that just, in our opinion, don't need to be there. But No. Nah. I just don't think there needs to be that much energy put into it. But that's my opinion. No. Other people like it. I don't know who this Justin Fielder guy is. What the hell's a dirt tracker? Uh, <laughs> racing. Uh, mate, no wonder you're not live tweeting. Um, <laughs> wow. But anyway, wow. Um, go follow Jess Smith if you haven't, by the way. Yeah, he might content there. Um, we'll finish off on mine. Fixture release. Fucking can it. I'm sick of it. Like... Yeah, I, I I think I agree. That's what I said mm. at the start of the show. I don't get it. No, nah, I'm. I think too much effort and energy goes into something where people just want to see a fucking PDF yeah, of the games. Just, yeah, they just want to see it. Yeah. So right, it's so funny, isn't it? And but I don't know. Yeah, and, like we're all, we're close to this because like I like we both were part of our content mm. idea, which is a bit ironic. But like they're fun. I will say they're fun to make. So you can make damn. the argument that that it's a. Uh, area or an option, a yearly part, a yearly content piece that the, the creatives can actually have a bit of fun and do something what they want. But Yeah, that is true. It, it's it's like some graphics that we speak about where they're purely for the, the team behind, like doing it and the fan doesn't actually care that much. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm seven, sorry, I'm not going to our social games. video to, to get the fixture. Like no. if I, I'll just go to the app and like see it all in one. But see the image that we post. Yeah, that's. I I agree. I like doing them, but I don't think that they're worth the time. Yeah, no, that's more than fair. Yep. All right, good call. That's um, it. Okay, guys, wrap it up. That's it, Jules. Um, thank you for listening to Jules without a voice. I'm sick in case you haven't been this whole, but we're social life legends. Well, at least <laughs> one of us, one of us are this weekend. Um, Party boy. But yeah, you are. 
But you did well, Rockstar. So um, thanks for your effort for hopping on. And thanks for listening, everybody. Um, that was episode eight of season four. So thanks, Jules. Any last words? Well, I was just going to say, Barks, you know what we're getting close to? Christmas, Christmas content. Christmas mm. content. Christmas is overrated. It's not overrated, you pig. You can bring that up in your controversial call, but I reckon we're about two weeks off some good Christmas content. Probably. Don't know if the word good will be in there, but we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's how I'm just put out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Thank you. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.